Jacqueline. <laughs> I tie-tie. I all kinds of tie-tie. It's freezing in Los Angeles. When I say that, I know that it's not. And yet, I'm chilly. It's 52 degrees. Many people have... <laughs> many Midwestern people like yourself and Matt O'Brien, who's Canadian comic, said it feels colder in LA when it's in the 50s than it does in deep arctic canada Interesting. i don't know why i think it's because you're not prepared right, I'm poorly attired. it doesn't look I'm not like dressed it correctly yes when when it's, it's 25 it's degrees weird... in wisconsin or minnesota i'm dressed for mm-hmm. it when it's 52 degrees right. here i'm like i could still wear capris probably they're right in front of me they're mm-hmm. clean yeah ish yeah and you you i don't know something you're psychologically you just can't get warm you know it's a, it's a strange it's one truth you speak truth. So, so don't move here, people. <laughs> Keep moving to Texas, Jackie, where all the comedy's happening. I'm going to stop moving here right now. <laughs> 27 <laughs> years later. I feel like I've I've lived here longer than I've lived anywhere in my whole life. Uh Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Because, uh, yeah, not me. Uh, let's see. First part of my life in the Bay Area growing up there, then 10 in New York, and then another year in New York, and then here. Uh, yeah, I don't need, I don't know how to tabulate that. I, I mostly go a, I've been doing comedy longer than I've been swimming, um, because I took a break from swimming. So comedy wins over swimming, which is really stunning to me. <laughs> comedy does win over swimming, swimming. I, um, mm-hmm. I've spent the week doing many, many shows at the flaps over at flappers. Great. Uh, trying yes. to put together this don't tell set. I can't tell you where it's going to mm-hmm. be. First of all. They haven't told me. Um, oh, do you know the city though? Here, I assume. Oh, I okay. Assume All right, somewhere. Great. great. Oh my God, it better be here. Um, yeah, but I so I pulled I pulled some stuff from my first album and then my third album, I think. So I just pulled stuff from that had never been filmed, and so then mm-hmm. uh, so it's I'm just doing 12s over at flappers tonight by the way which is when this airs we're doing a comic of the week uh lineup over at flappers at eight o'clock tonight monday january 8th. yes guys if you're here we're on the marquee i was just there tonight this is sunday mm-hmm. night and i took a pick we're between leno and arsenio as as we should be industry wise as well but we're not right but on the marquee we are so uh yeah we have a great show uh tonight monday night at flappers it's um 8 p.m uh jasmine ellis jasmine was on our zoom show and she kind of got screwed over because somebody had a half a mic on and it just messed with her whole set so we're like let's have her back in front of you know a live audience that can be beaten if they (laughs) interrupt her and uh jenny yang who's (laughs) she Jenny's doing some show. I don't know. She released a promo shot for it. And I'm like, oh, she's about to be famous. So I'm glad (laughs) we snagged her before before that all went down. And then uh, the already famous Mary Lynn Rice Cub. Now, Jackie, 
I'd like to point, and of course, Skylar Higley. Skylar is a Conan writer, and he's also writing for After Midnight, and he wrote for The Onion. He just moved here from Chicago to, to Los Angeles, so he just, uh, you know, people need to know him. He's hilarious. I've, I've worked with him on the road, and he's great. And he just moved here, so he um, needs a set. So I, I, yes, for I also, sure. Um, this is not the place to tell you, but I thought I'd tell you anyway. I told Carmen Morales she could do five to seven. Oh, that's fine. That's Just, fine. What if I threw a fit and said, this is our last podcast? <laughs> Jackie, uh, so you made, up in a set. Yeah. you made our first flyer. Yeah. And you spelled my name incorrectly. <laughs> that's Not only did you spell my name wrong, you spelled Mary Lynn Rice Cub's name right. And it has a J in it <laughs> and an A. Even though it's pronounced R-I-C-E-K-U-B. You, somehow you got a Radges Cub right, but not Kilmartin. Well, I looked her up, and um, nobody kills like Kilmartin. That's what I said to myself. Okay, went, yeah, nice saver, nice saver. <laughs> and, yeah, I uh, yeah, I feel bad about that. And then Virginia made a new one that's even better than anything I ever made. <laughs> oh, yeah. Virginia oh, good. Jones. I'm excited. I know. It's the red one that I like a lot better than the one with yeah, that looks us good. growling at a camera. Uh, I do like that picture, and I, let, I like the weird uh, special effect you put yeah, the, on the it. Yeah, the filter on, on that. It, so. I, can't, I can't find the original. Yeah. I can only find that filtered one. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm tired, too. It's weird because I only had a flight from San Francisco, but it wasn't until, like, 1.15. And, uh, by the way, again, I got to spend a couple hours in the Harvey Milk Terminal. <laughs> Guys, if you are flying into San Francisco, I can't praise this terminal enough. Not only do they have these really cool pictures of Harvey Milk, okay, a gay rights icon who was assassinated along with um, uh, George Moscone, uh, giving way to, uh, you know, our now dead uh, Senator Dianne Feinstein's career. But also, uh, they have like a museum of, uh, of uh, fabrics, uh, <laughs> like... Um, Asian fat. Okay. It was a very specific museum that I have looked at before. It's very good. I didn't go in again. I was like, seen it. But it's so quiet. No matter how many people are in there, it is quiet. And and it's somehow with, I don't know, it's some sort of architectural or, or architectural magic or trick, but uh, it's very quiet and beautiful and pristine. And so uh, folks, uh, always try to fly into Terminal 1 at SFO if you ever get the oh, chance no. and Did really Did you ever think it. to yourself when you were a little girl, I wonder if I'll ever have yes. a favorite terminal. <laughs> no. Thank God I got to grow up and have new dreams, Jackie. Oh God. Um But I was yeah. at um I was in Menlo Park last oh, night. Right. Last night at the uh so there's a place called the Guild Theater. It is a gorgeous it's a nonprofit theater. And um, in, in Menlo Park, which is a high profit town, <laughs> it's in the, the Silicon Valley. Yeah. So it's yes, yes, it's 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 where like executives go to like uh, Mountain View and uh, Sunnyvale and Cupertino to work, and then they go home to their to their homes in Atherton and Menlo okay. Park. It's where they, you know, it's where they hide away from the uh, workers. The riff raff. <laughs> and the poor bastards yes. just making four hundred grand a year. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. And, uh, so, uh, like we went to John Fox, who's the, who's the guy that booked it. Um, we went out to get dinner, you know, like at a little coffee nice. house, like food. 
And uh, they weren't serving food because they didn't, they were understaffed. They had like a sign out, we're understaffed. I'm just like, of course, no one can afford to live here and work in a coffee house. It's ridiculous. Right. You have to be the child of a Zuckerberg and it, they're not going to be working at a coffee house. Wow. That's a long way to go. So you could bash the rich. I'm, I'm completely Yay! on board. <laughs> Yay. They were fun crowds. Uh, some of them are listening. I told them to listen. Cause I told them we talk about our audiences <laughs> and, uh, hey, I, I, <laughs> and so they're listening. Bernadette Pauly went before me last night at flappers and yes. um, lineup last night was, was excellent. I did three sets. I did one at the YooHoo, did one in the main room, and then I did one in the bar. Yeah, and, Ooh. Um, which was Jackie. You are working for a the bar is booked. Yeah, the bar is occasionally booked. Now. <laughs> ah, that's weird. And uh, okay, so and I and I had <laughs> it was the first time I've done the set now six times. Hilarious thing about this set, it, I'm just running twelve minutes. It might be fifteen. I'm I'm thinking of changing some stuff around because the intro joke is working off and on and uh, uh -huh. the end is ending like a, like I'm some sort of British comic with just sort of a flourish. Uh, nobody wants that. <laughs> Everyone would like a punchline and then for me to get off stage. Um, but there's a joke in the middle of it, an old joke about uh, my father being like radiation. And I've gotten, three emails from comics saying how great it is. A couple of comments about how great it is and two comics trying to fix it. I was like, Hey, uh, it's done. Jackie, you've, you've set off a lot of nerves. You've, you've almost dropped a nuke with your radiation joke, Boom. Jackie, in the comedy community. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So this week, so it's been great to do uh, the shows, but Bernadette Pauly had such a hard time with these three. Everybody had a hard time with these three sort of, I don't know, late fifties, early sixties, white guys that one of them was named Steve and it went, and they kept breaking up into just like talking during and during my set, yeah. they ruined the 12 I was working on. So I had to literally just do material, new material, just because I was like, well, you guys are making it hard for me to think Steve. And one of them was named Steve. And he goes, I'm not Steve. And I said, you're all Steve. As far as I'm concerned, it's three Steve. <laughs> I, I was I was like, uh, I think I said something like that because there's a, there's a winery called Three Steves. And I'm just like, that is the most Gen X white male name is Steve. <laughs> It's, uh, it's, yeah. it's, it's more than it's, it, it went away. No kids are named Steve anymore. There's no Stevens, right? It just, it, it struck hard uh, in the, in the late sixties and early seventies and then went. Yeah. People are doing it. They loving us, Steve. Um, yeah. Well, you know, my new chunk about Gen X. Oh yeah. Men, so. How's that going? Yeah. It's coming along. Okay. I have a new dirty, uh, dirty, um, tag at the end so it's now it's a <laughs> now it's a full bit right now it was kind of trailing off a little bit exactly now it's got a button and done yeah so good for you um, yeah so uh yeah menlo park first show sold out here's the thing they told me they go we don't know if there anyone's gonna come because it's the weekend after new year's eve and i was like all right well i'm getting a flat fee anyway so you know what that's that's your problem <laughs> right well first show sold out second show almost sold out oh cool um so it was good and uh you know a lot of um just just like wealthy daffy here's the thing like 
on the um, well, daffy wealthy people, if that could be, if that makes sense, you know, sort of um, sweet, but uh, some of them missing something. <laughs> if they're listening, they know what I'm talking about. But uh, like on the second show, I did my mom dying of COVID stuff, yeah. and and people were aghast until I said my mom was a Trump supporter, and then they were okay with me joking about her dying <laughs> from COVID. They're like hello liberals. So whatever. It, it's it was they were fun shows and I had to work, but that was okay. Yeah, I'm uh, mm-hmm. I'm excited. I'm going to Denver on Wednesday. I'm doing Denver Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and oh. uh, I will be stopping at Target and buying some Boost so that I have mm-hmm. uh, altitude oxygen. Uh, mm-hmm. I'll do local. I'll do local. Um, press i think on thursday so i'll fly in on wednesday and so you're doing like morning tv maybe or maybe. what speaking of yeah and i'm really looking forward to it i did have uh, a guy that i like he's just happens to be in denver when i'm in denver and he was like hey can i get a guest set and i'm like no i don't fuck with denver i love denver there's several there's several clubs that i don't mess with because their scene is so big that i know right and you can't yeah i don't want to rock the boat and you're a guest uh, right yes uh i'm sure that there is some fancy pants dude my age uh who would be more aggressive about it but i i also here's here's the other thing i feel about bringing openers and letting people do guest sets is I'm not entirely against it. I just, it's, uh, but I also feel like a a scene like Denver has so many comics and they need those sets so much that to to fuck with their rotation feels, feels kind of rude too. Yeah. Sometimes you can't do a guest set. Hey Kyle, we can hear you typing. Oh, um, are you affecting change yeah. at a grassroots level? The great American novel, Kyle? <laughs> what are you typing? Or just notes? <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, also, I think that they have a very ingrained system. And so, you know, the headliner is sort of the guest that week. It's not, it's sometimes when you, when you're headlining a club, you sort of own the club that week a little bit. Yeah, and you're like, I wanted this person, this person, this person, but and again, could. I've only worked it once. Bring... But it feels, yeah. yeah, it feels like that it's their system that you're walking into, right? You know? And and my my brain is kind of fried right now. I'm trying yeah. to do a lot of different things. Uh, Andy's mom's still sick, and so we're trying to right. deal with that. Haven't really did done Christmas. We did do Christmas yesterday, Armenian Christmas, also known as uh, Treason Day. Uh, they've fucked with Armenian Christmas. The Israelis have oh. taken away from the Azeri Ar- uh, Armenian War, the Ukrainians. Uh, yeah. And now Armenian Christmas has been usurped by a bunch of shitbags in a cult with a Confederate flag. Uh, January 6th, it's Armenian Christmas. So, uh, oh, yeah. Jackie. I know. Very sad. I'm so sorry. Yeah, disappointed. That's also Christella Alonzo's birthday. So <laughs> some of the blame goes to Christella. <laughs> I got a bike. <laughs> I saw the picture. I, I figured you would talk about it. I didn't want to comment oh on my it. God. That looks so cool. Did you just get a recent? You didn't. You got it on Armenian Christmas Day. Yeah, I got it day. yesterday. I got it. Yeah, I just got it. Cool. And I wrote it once. 
and um, I've never had a new bike. I've I've never I never got a bike. Uh, I bought a bike when I was in high school. Uh, funny thing about bikes, uh, I got a bike from this guy that I I babysat for his kids, and he gave me his old bike. Um, that's the yeah. that's the first bike I got when I was a junior in, in high school, and I took his kids for a bike ride, and we got cornered by teenagers. I was a teenager, but I was just me. Mm-hmm. And then there mm-hmm. were, uh, and I had two little kids with me. But mentally, you were 40 years old as a teenager. Well, so mentally, you felt that they were teens. I was a psychopath <laughs> because uh, these uh, three teenage boys tried to bully us into giving us, giving them our bike, their bike, our bikes. And mm-hmm. I picked up my bike that Dennis had just given me, the dad, and I beat up their bikes with my bike. I had some anger how, issues. How? I picked up the bike. Sure, yeah, And yeah. I hit their bike with my bike. <laughs> Jackie, how come I never get to see these acts of violence? Why do I always get the uh, heel Jackie. Jackie with a notebook? You got the heel Jackie. The good for you. The one with all the good stories. Boring. Boring. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's exciting. Do you have a helmet? I do have a helmet. And a really nice helmet and a really nice bike. Good. And uh, Andy, uh, Andy's buddy, Kevin, who's one of his best friends, is uh, he teaches bike. And he gave me these reflector things to put on the spokes if I'm ever. My next question is how well lit you are if you're, if you're biking at super night. Super well lit. My next question. And then he also yeah. gave me a bell that has a, a mm, Captain America shield cute. on it. So that's sure, a, what? sure. There you go. <laughs> oh, I like it. it. Bells. Yeah, I just I have to find a Phillips screwdriver so I can put it together. But um, yeah, it's such cool. I didn't get to ride it today just because I've been too much other stuff. But uh, plus I, you know, going on the road, I like to get the house in order so that Andy doesn't have to have to deal with it. And uh, yeah. Yeah, I yeah I gotta buy food for my child and uh, load up. That's, yeah, I'm at Doctor, I'm at Doctor Grin's this weekend. Oh wow! In um, Grand Rapids. That's so cool. Here's the thing: last time I was in Grand Rapids, I went to the Gerald Ford Museum. All right, his presidential library. Wow. It's it's the only presidential library I've been to, and it's Gerald Ford, the almost shortest living, you know. <laughs> Uh, shortest uh, term. I'll, someone else had a shorter term than that, I think. But still, anyway, yeah. what? Harrison. That's right. Yeah, and he 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 got it because other people quit. Like you know, whatever. But it's still. And I, as I said before, I think I said this before. He and Betty Ford, when they were young, are two of the most attractive people I've ever seen in my life. And no, thank God I they don't found. Remember each other. that you were hot for some sort of polygamy with the Fords. Uh, well, well, I didn't say polygamy. I'm saying I'm glad they found each other. I was hot for Gerald Ford. You see pictures of him in the old the old football uniforms where they're not wearing any, you know, uh, shoulder pads. It's just their actual shoulders. That guy was <laughs> fucking cut. Good looking guy. Good looking guy. That Jerry. I have to write down the words. Their actual shoulders, Jackie. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, so, uh, I'm not sure. I, 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 um, that's the only library you've been to? Presidential? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I think I've, I think that's the only time I've been, well, I don't know. I've, I've been, been to Lyndon ta- Johnson's well, and I've been to, uh, Clinton's. Lyndon Johnson is in Texas, Dallas? Texas somewhere. Yeah. 
Well, okay. Yeah, I would need a more specific oh, it's city. A, well, it's a, it's a large state. Visit. Just ask them. Yes. They'll tell you. And, <laughs> and uh, Clinton's is in Little Rock, right? Yeah. Did you, was that the Arkansas gig you worked in the last year or so? Or no, is that a long time no, ago when they had when, a funny uh, bond there? Andy's dad ladies. lived in Ar- Arkansas. And so we went to Arkansas oh, a bunch. Right. And one time we had, we got to Little Rock down from, because he lived outside and his, his widow lives in this town outside of Hot Springs. And so Little Rock was where mm-hmm. we flew in and had to drive down. So we got to Little Little Rock like three or four hours early one time. And I said, I think the Clinton uh, library is around here. So we went to that and next door to it was sort of, sort of a museum, sort of a bunch of different exhibits. One was the history mm-hmm. of Judaism in Arkansas. <laughs> is that a small. is that a, a one story yeah, building a small, <laughs> it was one floor and um yeah it was i mean it was still pr- pretty cool and and it's always neat mm-hmm. i love watch i love the immigrant journey i enjoy the Im- yeah it's yeah yes it's uh i think i think if you want to see presidential like if you hit virginia you're gonna get the mother load right yeah. there's a lot of probably a lot of libraries or at least homes, andy and i right? have been to monticello have you ever been to uh, no. Jefferson's. Mm-mm. We the, yeah. Nope. Two, you, we only had time to do one tour. We could either do a tour of the slave quarters in the big house, or mm-hmm. uh, the slave quarters on the plantation. And we did the plantation mm. one because of, I assume, white guilt. Uh, it felt it felt important to do like sort of the hardest thing. And, yeah. Right. Um, right. Right. And it was it was intense, but it was also, um, you know, it was very it was intense. It was educational and intense. So, you know, like the more you learn about that, the less it makes me attached to this the sanctity of the Constitution. And oh, you know, let's have a do over because it was written by men who think who thought that was okay to do. You know well, what I mean? The thing is, whatever. Is, Jackie. I, I will tell you this: is that people always uh, do as I say, not as I do has been uh, mm-hmm. one of the tenets of civilization since the very sure. beginning. <laughs> and yes. and at least what they're saying got better. Are you kidding me? My new romance yeah. novel bit is entirely about how romance, if you, if you were to read romance novels from the 60s to today, you would see how, mm-hmm. we, how in an idealized world, women would be treated romantically and sexually in a relationship. And how bad it was yeah. in the eighties <laughs> and in the nineties. Right. But yes. So be it. Mm-hmm. I took Andy to see art for his birthday because his birthday's at the end of the month, but the art exhibit look, doesn't look like it's gonna still be there. But it's gotta still oh, be there. Cool. It's called Luna Luna and it's underneath the Sixth Street Bridge downtown LA. Okay. In Germany, there was a carnival that a guy put together and he picked in nineteen eighty seven. And he and he yeah. asked all of the great sort of like the hottest artists to make rides, mm-hmm. to make rides and exhibits. So we're talking Keith Haring, okay. uh, David Hockney, Salvador Dali. Um, and the, and it was only it, there's rides and everything. You don't get to ride the rides now because they uh, it was short lived. They packed it into into uh pods 
and then they put it in storage for 40 years. And then a year and a half ago, somebody bought it from Hamburg, Germany. I think it was Hamburg and brought it to Texas. And they did the most hilarious unboxing. They were like, well, we, we know that the art will still be there, but will it be in good, uh, in a good shape? Well, yes, mm -hmm. yes, it was. Cause it was packed by Germans. So yeah, they know how to take art and uh, stash it away. <laughs> yeah, and, but get this, the merch. They still had the Keith Haring merch. <laughs> oh, you nice. You can buy the original merch. It's all like two or $300 from 1987. Wow. I don't want a t-shirt that says Luna Luna from 1987. You know what? But I want to sell a, a t-shirt for $300 and get someone to buy it. I mean, right. And it's finite. That's a merch table. Right, but it's finite merch, right? It's only, it's the merch that was left over that were, that was packed in the pods. And so there's some mm -hmm. really cool posters, but we don't have any wall space. And uh, I also yeah. don't want to spend $300 on anything, but it was really cool. It was really gorgeous. Nice. I, I'm getting, um, are you, I did not watch the Golden Globes. Uh, I don't think they're streaming on anything, yeah, right? If they are, whatever. They're, they, they're trending all over Twitter tonight. A, a Joe Coy apparently had a rough set. Oh, really? <laughs> he was, here's the thing. So he's hosting and I just watched one or two clips and it's not pretty, but he got the gig 10 days ago. That is not remotely enough time to come up with a monologue at or rehearsal or anything. It's ridiculous. He should have said no. Right. They must have offered an, a ton of money. The audience are these award show audiences are always awful. You can't, it's really hard to get a laugh from wow. them and the audience that's watching. Right. And, and the camera keeps cutting to the audience. Like the comic has no chance, right. you know, right. You, you do a, you do a joke about a celebrity. They cut to the celebrity. They don't stay on you. It's a real, it's a nightmare. Wow. Right? Um, so he, so to me, I'm like, oh, you should not have taken that gig. You are, you're set up for failure. Right. Even if you've done this before right. and he hasn't. Okay. And, um, so I guess he's having a rough set and he blamed his writers. Oh, shoot. <laughs> which is a total panic move. He's panicking. Right. Right. But, um, he did a Taylor Swift joke and in front of Taylor Swift that she didn't like apparently. And, but I, I, I went on Twitter and I was defending it. I'm like any comic that does a Taylor Swift joke in front of her and uh, in front of the internet full of Taylor Swift lovers yeah. is a hero <laughs> and deserves our respect. I don't care how bad the joke was because those people, they will crucify him. Right, okay. Right. And he did it anyway. He, Good for if him. he'd had 11 days to prepare, he could have had someone say, Oh, don't do that. Taylor Swift joke. Right, right. Someone would have called, would have told him. Do you remember yeah. the Oprah? Oh, man. The Oprah. It was uh, Uma Oprah yeah, Letterman. Yeah. Letterman. Uma yeah, Oprah. yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. It's people aren't as funny as they think they are. Sometimes, you know. I mean, I don't know. It's hard to uh, write a joke, I don't... and when you're given eleven days, and what did he like? He probably had to do. He had to do 10 minutes up top and then he had to riff in between all the different people. Right. I don't know that he's like, uh, like hosting like a, like at a regular open mic where you just, you know, they kind of, they come out occasionally. Right. I mean, it's just, a um, it's, it's a terrible, it's an audience of people that are tr hoping they win an award. Yep. 
and hope they look beautiful. They're not there for comedy. No. No, they are not. <laughs> they're there to win an award, <laughs> and they're hoping they don't look stupid when they lose. And now you've got to entertain these people? It's 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 a fool's errand. Would it's, you rather it's, do it's very same difficult. money, same money? <laughs> Would you rather mm-hmm. host an award ceremony or do uh, stand up at somebody's wedding? Same money? Yeah. Oh, stand up at a wedding for sure. What? All right. At least at an See, award it's show. It's not televised. If you bomb, no one's gonna know. <laughs> You're not gonna be trending on Twitter. Fair enough. Fair enough. You had me at same money, Jack. <laughs> right. I didn't mean to distract you by the words same money. <laughs> so I did uh I did a lot of um uh all right. As per usual, Riverside has got some sort of technical thing, but it'll all work out. Uh because it is okay. still recording. Yeah. People, you love the show. These are the exciting world of internet podcasting. Okay, so I did a bunch of Yoohoo shows, did a bunch of main room shows, all at Flappers. The you one of the Yoohoo shows I did was a seven o'clock that didn't have an audience, and the MC, nice guy, but he didn't. Todd Glass would have lost his tiny lizard mind. Uh, so I'm sitting in, two people come in. Finally, there's two audience members. And I was like, I need to run mm-hmm. these 12 minutes. If you guys want to treat this like an open mic, we can do that too. And um, and the, the guy kind of took it to heart. He was like, oh, we're going to do it like an open mic. I said, no, 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 run it like a regular show. But I mean, if there's only the five of us watching each other, that's okay too. That's all I meant. Yeah. And then he kept saying it was like an open mic. And there were two audience members. And I felt so bad for those two audience members. And so yeah. he was running it himself. He didn't have a tech guy. And I said, well, show me how to do it. I'll do tech. I don't care. You who room, how hard can mm-hmm. it be? There's an iPad mm-hmm. with the music that goes up and down. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hello. Welcome, everyone. Step right up. We're going to heal you. We are the healers, Ross and Carrie. Yes, yes. You there. You look like you're upset. Come up here. Yes, you are healed because you've listened to our podcast. Yes. Have you been having trouble with demons? Are you sleeping too much? Too little? Just right? We have the solution. It is to listen to Oh Oh No, no, Ross Ross and and Carrie. Carrie. A show where we examine unusual claims. We show up so you don't have to. Find us on MaximumFun.org. We won't actually heal you. That was a good place to take a break, Kyle. Yeah, so whatever. He didn't. Two people, you who. You who. You, you got to turn the lights yeah. off. You got to turn a little bit of music. You have to create the ambiance yeah. of a show, even yeah. if it's just two right. people or it op- or it's just comics performing for other comics. Pretend you're in show business, right? And he was a nice, uh, a nice kid. Uh, he had, I think my favorite joke of his was that, uh, he was wearing shorts and he addressed it and said that it was unprofessional, but it was the best looking part of his body. So he didn't want to hide it. And, uh, sure. yeah. And it, and it was, uh, and then a guy got up, uh, the first comic got up and he was, he was making fun of the two audience members. My least favorite thing mm-hmm. is to attack the two people yes. who've come. Correct. And Correct. 
they, and then he said, you know what? I'm not even going to do my act. He was only doing five minutes, Lori. I'm not even going to do my act. I'm just going to read you these premises from my phone. And he picks his phone up is, uh, what would you prefer? Would you prefer I did my act or read these things? And so because he asked, I said, do your act. (laughs) (laughs) Turns out he was rhetorical. It was rhetorical. Uh, (laughs) And he got, he stormed off stage. (laughs) I was like, (laughs) Oh my God. He said, I don't care about this. You know, when when two or more people are gathered in comedy's name, (laughs) something, something biblical. (laughs) Something, something Um, biblical. (laughs) I would like to call the episode something, something biblical. Sure. (laughs) Oh, so last night. Oh, I was at the Comedy Magic on Friday. Oh. Guess who was there? George Wallace. Yeah. I love George Wallace. I love him. I've never met him before. I love him. He like he's just totally engaged. He's uh and and he's he went up there with um oh and he's masking. Uh-huh. I'm not the only one asshole. <laughs> uh, I did want to tell him his mask wasn't up to code, but I was like, you know what? And I'm, I'm not going to be the know-it-all all the time. So um uh, I I just want him to be safe. Yeah, get a better mask. You know, well, that's okay. yeah. the surgicals, by the way. But it's we, nice to but, have the okay. support. Yes. Yes, but he he got up on stage with a long um, with a legal pad, the yellow legal pad, and that is I've seen Seinfeld with the yellow. I've seen Shandling was at, at the Comedy Magic. All that generation of comics they use the legal pad, which it drives me nuts because it's just loose. Those papers could crunch up, and stuff. I tried it. It doesn't make any sense to me. <laughs> but that's how they like to write jokes is on these giant legal pads. Yeah. That's between them and their God. I don't want any part right. of the legal pad. Something, something biblical. Yes. <laughs> I need a cover. I need a moleskin cover. Right. I need, yeah. I, I need a tiny rubber band uh, to yeah. really make my life complete. Uh, that's cool. I but met him. Oh, oh, he kills. Yeah. I, it's he so did. weird about yeah. him because he is, you know, he's he's respected. He's revered. A lot of people don't know who he is. Like non comics. It's not a recognition kill. Yeah. It's a like he just knows how to yeah, he's great. Yeah. And yeah. I met him at Montreal one year and mm-hmm. I was a giant Goonie bird at him. I just I was like he said, Hi. And he was and I said, You're George Wallace. <laughs> and I was like, I am uh, very excited to meet you. That I'm a a big fan. And he was like, Oh good. As one does, as as he as he ought to. But uh, I, uh-huh. I, I'm afraid I gushed a little bit because it's frickin' yeah. George Wallace. Well, he's, you know, he's doing spots in L.A. You know, I guess he's no longer doing a Vegas residency. Right. He did it for for at least a decade. And he produced his own show. That means he had to pay for all the advertising, but he kept a lot of more money. Yep. Um, he's very interesting to talk to. But he's he also has a show... Um, like a, like a half hour comedy, a single cam with, um, oh my God, she's, uh, she's a trans lady, um, uh, who was on Orange is the New Black. Her name begins with an L, not, not Laverne, but Laverne something Cox. like that. Cox, Laverne Cox. Yeah. yeah. So Laverne Cox plays George Wallace's trans daughter and George doesn't know she's, uh, no longer his son. 
when they meet up. Oh, that's the premise of it. Oh, weird. And I'm like, ah, oh, this sounds amazing. That does um, sound amazing. So, anyway, yeah, yeah, like they ha- they had lost touch, and last okay. George George's character knew he had a son. Yeah, and now uh, the bird uh, shows up on his doorstep. Nice. So, uh, that sounds great. Um. So last. So oh. So then on last night, um, I was working with Dennis Gaxiola and uh, and Becky Lynn. And uh, Drew, and I forget his last name, uh, Becky Lynn was a, she's a former comic of the week, very funny from Sacramento. Cool. But um, Dennis, I've known for like ever, and um, he said he almost quit comedy, right? He's like our age. Why? He's a little older. He was in the Air Force for 20 years. Okay. Right? And then did started doing stand-up, and he was like, I'm tired. I, and then he did a dry bar. One joke of his has got, it's just a single joke. Over 60 million views. And he said that flips everything over. Wow. Around. Like he's just constantly working. I wonder and if Drybar like, would be interested that... in my radiation joke. Uh. <laughs> well, he was like, you should do Drybar. I'm like, I can't do a Drybar. I, I, I'm not a Drybar comic. Yeah. And if people saw me on Drybar and came to see an actual show, they would die of heart attack. Right. They would be sad okay? and so mad. I, yes. Couldn't there, is there a way for me as me to get that kind of success <laughs> to be uh, without just having being to you? pretend I'm clean yes. or pretend I think Joe Rogan is smart? Is there some other way <laughs> right. that I could sell out some shows at comedy clubs? I'm not trying to host the Golden Globes, Jackie. You just want to make a living. <laughs> you are not wrong. I wonder if there is a way that would be, uh, that'd be great. That'd be great if there was a way mm-hmm. to, that we could just. This might be it, though. This might be the level of success that we that we get, and then we die. Ugh, it's okay. What? It's a, this is a nice living. Speak for yourself. I am. Hello. Uh, who else would I be speaking? You and all your your challenge coins. <laughs> and oh your, my god. Your merch swag left and right. Oh my god! I got a lot of bees. Uh, working on my vision. All your hats. I'm working on my vision board. This is some fan art. Andy, Andy, uh, this is me as MoDOT, oh. M-O-D-O-T, oh. which is mechanism, mechanized organism designed only for talking, uh, <laughs> okay. as opposed, I, I, it's, uh, th- there was a guy named Ty Templeton who wrote a short-lived comic book. It's a Marvel character. Mm-hmm. Pat Oswalt plays MoDOC, which is a, a mechanized organism designed only for killing. Uh, MoDOT. Oh, is designed only for talking. And it was a very, it was a short run. It was very silly. And it made me laugh so much. And I thought, I wish they had a cartoon of that because I would want to do VO for that. I want to do, I want to do more voiceover this year just because I think that it would keep me home more. It'd be a nice, uh, Mm -hmm. and and it's a good way for people to recognize your voice and maybe come out and see you do. Mary Mack gets, uh, I think, some some work because of that. You have a very distinctive voice, Jackie. Right. Well, I, I think everybody does to some extent. I mean, some people, but thank yeah, you. I guess so. And, but I will say this, uh, Carol at the end of the world, is that what it's called, Kyle? The new Martha yes, Kelly? Martha Kelly. Have you tried that yet? It's great. I, I started it. Yeah, I've watched several episodes. I watched the first two episodes. The music was so melancholy in the beginning. I was like, I don't know yeah. if I can do it. And, uh, and then it ended, the first episode ended so funny. That I was like, okay, how? I know it's one of those where you're like, I don't know what is happening next. I I don't. I give up. I'm just along for the ride. Yeah. 
but I really love yeah. it. Yeah. It's just so weird and floaty and dreamy. It feels like a dream in a way. Right. You know? Right. It's super if it's on Netflix. And she's great. Martha Kelly yeah. is uh always a great comic when uh when she's willing to do stand up. Uh I wish she was willing to yeah. do stand up right now. <laughs> And, uh, but Carol at the end of the world is so, it is, it's so awesome and dreamy. Yeah. yeah dreamy is a good word. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, should we do comic of the week? Yeah. Oh yeah. We're a little late on that actually. Yeah. We are. Uh, our comic. Oh, oh, so, so, uh, one of our, um, one of our comics tonight, Skylar Higley, like tweeted about a show he just did with this other comic. I'm like, I, I I'm like wait we haven't done her who is she yeah Yay! and then you said Brandy Denise yeah yeah not only that of course she's got like 20 million followers on Instagram why do I keep like I'm like oh let's 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 visit our our let's lend our podcast fame to wait what yeah. <laughs> someone someone's out yeah. she doesn't really need it but she's really funny and I watched a bunch of her clips and she's She's sharp and and, and maybe you but... haven't heard of her. Yeah, yeah, maybe people haven't heard of her, and so they will get to see her. Yes. Uh, what's her What's yeah. her handle again? It is Kyle Brandy Denise yeah. Boyd. So it's B R A N D I D E N I S E, and then Boyd B O Y D. That's on Instagram, and that's where you can find a lot of her clips. So I wonder if she comes from the coffee people. Boyd Coffee, probably not. Anyway, is that uh, Portland? That is Portland. Yeah. Yes. I haven't heard from them in a long time. The Boyds. Yeah. They, they, they was, that seemed like they were going to, they were uh, in, uh, in a battle with Seattle's best coffee. And then <laughs> uh, they sort of went away and Intelligentsia and Blue Bottle took over the market of Stumptown. Expensive... Yeah. Stumptown. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah. That red. I, I, I've been getting Folgers in a tin because it's, um, you can recycle a tin much easier than you know, the plastic uh, oh. containers that the rest of the th- things come in. I don't mind the Folgers. It's not bad. You're wrong again about foods <laughs> and beverages. Excuse me. Folgers in your cup <laughs> is, uh, oh, shoot. I forget the rest I of that. I don't know. Wow, it's uh, is... good to the last drop. If you're desperate for a yes. drop. That was Maxwell. <laughs> that was... Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't, uh, what, what else did I, uh, what I, did? I've done. Plenty of stand. I did other. I did other stand up too that I was pretty psyched about. I listening mm-hmm. to my old albums, trying to find material. Oh, here's the other thing about the don't tell. I was talking to Carmen mm-hmm. Morales, and I was like, "You see, I, this is a new outfit. Do you think this would be a good outfit I could wear for the don't tell?" And she goes, "No, no, Jackie, no. There is a stylist that I've been trying to hook you up with, and so guess what." I, I'm going to have a tiny team. Jasmine Ellis, who's, nice. a, who's a comic uh, and, and, a, and a great comic, and she'll, she'll be up tonight doing stand-up comedy, is also a makeup artist. I've hired her to do my makeup yeah. for the Don't Tell. Uh, I'm getting nice. my hairs done a couple days early yeah. just to make sure that it is, uh, it looks like it was just cut and settled. Yeah, settled. Right? yeah. And then and then I'm, I'm going to have somebody... Uh, toss me into a rock tumbler and put clothes on me that isn't like a hoodie so i i love it we'll see that's great we'll see what i, I look like i want to if i ever do another tv spot again i'm gonna hire a stylist because uh i can't be trusted with what i come up with right right i mean i don't think that i don't think yeah. that it's not it's yet another job 
that uh, other is. people do I better than be, we do. So yes, I have to be my own assistant, my own videographer, mm. my own, my own, my own accountant, my own, my own, my own, whatever you can think of. I have to do it. I have to jump into that part of my head and execute these functions. It's hard. It's not my nature. How much? I should just be it's, floating. If I pay, thinking of jokes every once in a right. while. Hard agree. Uh, you distracted mm-hmm. me with a, with accounting. How much is, if I paid somebody a certain amount, I have to give them a 1099, right? Is it 600? Maybe. Okay. I don't know. I'll, you know what I'll do? I'll ask somebody who isn't a comic. Uh, I'll <laughs> possibly yeah. ask. I didn't say I was a good accountant. <laughs> I just said I have to do that stuff. Right. I, I have an accountant. I could ask her. Um, I I, I am no longer working with my accountant. Uh, he was charging me uh, guild writer rates, Ooh. and it's been three years since I've been a guild writer. So I was like, uh, this isn't working anymore. Yep. And then he goes, do you want to dissolve your company? Which I felt like a personal attack <laughs> right? on, on my life. Indeed. I'm like, no, I will make more money again, but I can't afford to pay this money now. Right. And uh, I... I, I even though this guy knows me really well, it's like, it's, you know, it's, it's hard. I have to start over with somebody new. It's hard, but you know, I, w- I was paying full rates for a really long time when I wasn't making any money. Right. So yeah. Yeah. You have to have to figure it out. I don't know. Jackie. Yeah. Oh yes. No, I, uh, I, I was, was at wax poetical about money, but now I can, we don't I'm... have to. No, you don't have to, because I was at a Hilton last night. Ooh, okay. Which one? And so John, uh, John Fox always price lines the hotel like minutes before the gig starts. Right. <laughs> Exhausting. But whatever. Okay. Everyone's got their own style. It's, you know, it's a Bay Area gig. You know, it's, it's home. It's right. right. So I get a Hilton. I get there. And uh, the, the hotel clerk's like, uh, no, your points don't count if you use a third party. Right. Like, and I'm like, first of all, I didn't use, I'm just showing up. I'm a comic. Right. Okay. This isn't my fault. And then they ha- the Hilton. It was it was Did one that of the work? airport Hiltons. And- no, they uh, they no, no they, they didn't give me any right. Yeah, yeah they thing. won't. Yeah, they won't if it's okay. Plus, they have vending machines. The vending machine has my favorite thing in it. It's that uh, cheddar smart popcorn. That white cheddar smart popcorn. Okay. You know, have you seen that? Stuff? I have. I love it. <laughs> it's my road treat. Okay. It. I watch it. I eat it while I watch HGTV after my shows. That is how I treat myself on the road. A lot of people say showbiz isn't glamorous. And then we hear this kind of tale, <laughs> this kind of story. <laughs> my lottery dream house and some white cheddar popcorn. From the smart and, company, yes. Right. It wouldn't come out of the vending machine. <gasps> so I go up to the front desk. The same people, by the way, they won't give me my points. And they're and I, I'm like, does, does anyone know how the vending machine works? It's like, yeah, you, it's tapping. You know, it's it's like high tech, but it's not working. And they're like, no, we just subcontract out. That's not our vending machine. Basically, I don't work here and I don't know. Right. And I'm like, you know, what's happening? Right. They might. There's no pride at the hill. Right. They might as well waterboard you. Uh, I don't understand Thank you. how, because you really someone understands. Uh, yeah, I um, this is my third time I'm mentioning Carmen Morales. Uh, I'm doing uh, Sunnyvale the first weekend of February, and she's gonna mm. come feature for me. 
and cool. we're going to stay at that hotel and hopefully um the wild oh yeah whatever it is it's, i know the hotel yeah, i shouldn't say it. <laughs> oh, it's, yeah it seems unlikely but yeah. yeah i get it yeah and you never know jack i was i was trying to figure out how i would because i know other people ask what the hotel stipend is and then they use it because it isn't a Hilton property, and you know how much I love a Hilton property, is that if I could get the, um, but I think, oh, yeah, but I think the club gets a deal with this with this local. It's a one off. I don't think it's a chain. I think so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I like it. If they have oh, a little nice. breakfast, it's a cool little. No, no, you know. you know, it's actually a very nice hotel. I was just thinking, mm-hmm. um, Hilton points. I didn't. But you want your points? Yeah, I didn't make gold this year. So no free water and Swedish fish for me. Uh, oh, guess what? Well, I would always forget to ask for it. <laughs> so uh, I'm blue. I don't know what that means. I feel like that's the lowest color love level in the Hilton chain is blue. You haven't even heard of it. Before. No, you're. I was it's diamond for, it's a in twenty three, and there's always like a. Oh, they go up to gemstones yeah. after they run out of colors. Yeah. Oh, and uh, there's a sign that says, um, are you, uh, it was, oh, there, there's a sign that says parking for diamond members only. And nobody's enforcing that. You can just park there. Uh, <laughs> just wanted everyone I think everyone I lost my Southwest A-list, Jackie. Oh, yeah. Does it reset at the beginning of the year? Yes. So does, I like, I, I think I'm not planting them anymore either on Delta. I'm flying Delta oh on Wednesday, w- but Jackie, I was C thirteen boarding today. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Wow. All the business I gave you people last year. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that that's not great. C is C is hard, Mm-mm. but from San Francisco, no. it's okay because you're up and down. Did you see the Ala- Alaska thing? Did you see the Alaska airline problem? Oh my god! Yes, always wear your seatbelt, guys. Never don't don't take not seatbelt. If you're just sitting there, just leave your seatbelt on. It's there's no yeah, reason this, not to leave your seatbelt on. Jackie, that's why I'm an aisle lady from way back. <laughs> I like you the sound aisle. so proud. What does it mean? <laughs> how, how how does that change your life? Because I'm not next to a window that blows off of a plane. All right, oh, oh. I got the aisle. I kick my legs out. That's what I'm saying. Okay, I've been I've been I've been talking about the aisle for years on this podcast. <laughs> Kyle, pull up a transcript. Yeah, I've been doing it long enough that I've gone from an aisle to a window, like over the course of this podcast. You've migrated as, over. As wow. I, I want to be sucked out sooner. <laughs> you just want to die. Why would a six foot seven inch guy want the window seat? That doesn't make sense unless he wants to die. I want the window seat because I want to curl up against a wall and away from a, all people. And, uh, and I just, I put my sweatshirt in between the wall and myself and I get a little, uh, li- little nap time, little nap time. I don't sleep. Though I got, I, I did get bumped night. up to first class on this Denver trip. So oh. I have no idea why that happened, but good for me. Yeah. Uh, I'm also trying to figure out, um, yeah, I'm trying to figure out, uh, going back and looking at all these old, this, these old jokes of mine to find because mm-hmm. there's part of it that's like well there's at least six ten minute sets that i could do with don't tell if they want to you guys want to do this uh and yeah 
it pays a certain amount of money. They just got a sponsor and doubled my money. So this is actually going to pay for my hair and my makeup and maybe even the outfit. I love it. Yeah. Interesting. Hey, did we take a second break? I'm so sorry. It's all good. The human mind can be tricky. Your mental health can be complex. Your emotional life can be complicated. So it helps to talk about it. I'm John Moe. Join me each week on my show, Depression Mode with John Moe. It's in-depth conversations about mental health with writers, musicians, comedians, doctors, and experts. Folks like Noah Khan, Sashir Zameda, and Surgeon General Vivek Murthy. We talk about depression, anxiety, trauma, imposter syndrome, and perfectionism. We have the kind of conversations that a lot of folks are hesitant to have themselves. Listen, and you won't feel as alone, and you'll have some laughs, too. Depression Mode for Maximum Fun at MaximumFun.org or wherever you get your podcasts. I wonder because, so I did a lot of, I think I did my don't tell maybe in February of last year and then I'd shot this special. Yeah. So I was like, well, I can't release much material because it's all coming out. I, I, I put out the black Twitter bit and that's it. But I wonder if after the special comes out, then they could just release the rest of it like a couple months later because. Yeah. Why not? Di- they have a different audience than different uh, comedy dynamics. Right. And. Yeah different backdrop right what you should definitely cannibalize the last 40 years of stand-up comedy i was like i know "Uh, sure let me relearn another 12 minute set it was kind of the steves last night actually did me a favor because i got to do um (laughs) i got to do a, a a joke a new fun joke and i've got so much i have so many premises that i that i really want to work on but i do want to i do want the don't tell to to be good you know, I want it yeah, to look good course. and I want and I want the the jokes I'm doing to and I know it's all gonna get clipped out so it if I don't end super strong, it won't really matter because it's not yeah, really each, an arc. Each, it's not really a set. No, it, it you're 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 shooting twelve reels. Yeah. Right? Back to back. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. It's uh my old shoplifting bit. It's uh Did you did you um, listen to the Cat Williams interview? Couldn't do it. Uh, the only thing I oh. thought about that. Here's the thing. Imagine if I didn't care. And I, someone said, yeah, do you want to sit I down know. for three hours and talk <laughs> about every everybody that's ever irritated me? Ever. Jackie, I, mean, I have an incredible idea for our last podcast. <laughs> Three hours. <laughs> After this podcast will cost $1,000 to listen to. Oh, Patreon. <laughs> Get in on it. Did So um, you listened to it. I listened, yeah. I listened to the whole thing. It took two workouts, um, <laughs> you know, and a lot of shopping. Um, sure. Yeah. I mean, you know, he goes off on, you know, he, he exaggerates himself as well. Sure. Uh, and, uh, it, oh, in, in the end, he's an entertainer. And, uh, even in this podcast, he was being very, very entertaining, <laughs> you know, and, uh, I'm not, I'm not putting everything through a, uh, metal detector to check for, for lies right. or exaggerations. And he didn't I'm say enjoying he was the, hero of the podcast. Yeah. 
And I, <laughs> you oh. did. You did not say. He's not. Oh my God, he's not. That guy. Everything he said is oh. emotionally true. Don't you think? <laughs> yes. Yes, I do. <laughs> I do. So it was really, it was really good, and uh, I loved. I, I had no idea who Shannon Sharp was. He's a football player, and he's had this podcast for a while. Okay. So, uh, good-looking guy. Well, there's a lot of handsome <laughs> fellas out there. Yes. You know, and sometimes they start talking about women and feminism, and I'm like, oh, it's all, I'm all, you know what, every time I'm agreeing with a male comic, and then they start talking about women, I'm like, oh, right. No offense, Kyle. Uh, Not not Kyle, Kyle accepted, but you know what I'm saying? Like, (laughs) they they always veer into this, this, uh, this direction that I'm just like, okay, no one's perfect. No one's perfect. I have to tell myself. No one's perfect. Lori, they have daughters. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> father of a daughter <laughs> they're brothers they have mothers they have uh they have an aunt that they once liked uh and if someone popped her in the head they'd get her uh my my blue collar mm-hmm. batman bit is actually um would always get a lot of good responses from guys that you wouldn't want to be alone with <laughs> you're just like, you want like blue collar you want blue collar batman to help you in the moment but you don't want to hang out with blue collar Batman. You don't want to hang. I wouldn't want to hang out with white collar Batman. Batman seems like he's a pimp. He's not for me. Uh, I want to see the new Miyazaki movie. And which? Uh, oh, I think I saw the that boy already. Boy the Heron. Did you see it? Oh, it's really good. Yeah, I saw it with my kid. Yeah, it was great. It's great. You mm-hmm. borrowed all mm-hmm. those Miyazaki movies from us, did you? And I don't think you watched them. The DVDs. We did. Oh, oh! No, uh, I mean, I, we have them. No, you get back. Oh wait. Okay. <laughs> Good. I I have no idea what you're saying. I'm like, I know I didn't throw any DVDs away. So either I gave. I don't know. If my we don't have a DVD, an accessible DVD player. Like it has to be no, this taken out of years ago. a storage I mean, facility. Years ago, yeah. And um, okay. But I, it's interesting that uh, your young man is interested in Miyazaki now because uh, I hope. Like Porco Rossi is is pretty great. Ponyo might be the least of them, and I genuinely liked Ponyo. Okay. I'm predisposed to I like them all. So the Nausicaa Wind, how does that Nausicaa go? Nausicaa of the Valley of the Wind. Thank you very much. Is my favorite one. And it's about giant bugs. Mm-hmm. So you would think I would hate it. Because I don't like bugs. Uh, can't use that in anything that I watch. Oh, did I? You know, okay. The Boy in the Heron is his best performing film by a bajillion dollars, and he's like 85 years old. He was in retirement, and he came out of retirement to do it, really? which is how he does retirement. He retires in between movies, and then he goes, you know what, I'll make another movie. And because uh, this week's, this last week's, uh, the first Dork Forest of the, I took two weeks off of the Dork Forest. So the first Dork Forest of the, of you retired. Yes. Uh, was with Maria Bamford, who talked about retirement. And oh, I listened to that because you had said that her accountant said she needed $4 million to retire. Yeah. And I was like, okay, <laughs> I, I am going to resubscribe to the Dork Forest because I got to hear this. Right. And uh, feel free to cherry pick. I think this, uh, <laughs> I forget what this one is. It's a good one this week. It comes out on Tuesday. But um and in my new intro, I'm just like everybody give me $100 for the year. And like five people did. So uh that worked. 
What the fuck? All you have to do, it turns out, is to remind people that I have been uh, providing the dork for us for free for 18 years. Yeah, I mean, yeah. people are more than welcome to join our Patreon. Um, sure. At the minimum level, $5 a month. That's $1.25 per podcast if you enjoy what we give you. Or we have a Max Fun drive coming up. Right. If you join Max Fun, you get an extra podcast. You get extras from us. You, you yeah, know, you get a it's pin a, or something. It's a yeah, they, there's... way we can make a little bit of money from this hour that we provide. Even on Christmas Eve, even on New Year's Eve, we're putting out fucking podcasts. Even on the day after Armenian Christmas. What? Yes, and uh, the most offensive of days. Day. <laughs> Every day is a Boxing Day for an Armenian. Come on, folks, they're violent. Is what you're saying? <laughs> no, uh, I don't know if that was my Irish side or my Armenian side, but it was certainly it was my I don't enjoy bullies side. You know, uh, it, I think they're interchangeable, Jackie. Yeah, I think all people, all people are. Uh, if there's if there's if there's bad people, I've just decided. I I I think I told you this last week. Is that I just want I want to stand up for what's right, and I don't want to be pushed around, and I want to be a good person. But I don't mm-hmm. I don't want to get into any more fights. I just I'm sure. I, I I would like to be. Um, I I want to help people. A- Andy, uh, this 2023 was the last year of the Meat Shield T-shirts that I that mm-hmm. I had printed and pins. And so mm-hmm. the final accounting of what uh, I donated from those purchase of that was $16,243 oh. to various uh, immigrant, wow. Im- immigrant groups and black lives matter and some Planned Parenthood and abortion front stuff, you know, to help yeah. people. And it's really cool. It was, I would like to do another thing like that, but I, uh, Right now I have the B t-shirt and the B hat, which is taking up mm-hmm. all of my merch energy in my brain box. My brain yeah. my brain feels kind of full, Lori. God, me too. It's <laughs> a little overwhelming. I went and saw, I took my son to see Michael Cruz Kane has a one man show called I'm Sorry for Your Loss. Oh. I've done his podcast on grief. Okay. His, he has, his son passed away. Ooh. Okay. And so he does a show about it. And, uh, it's really good. And so I, I took my kid to it and, you know, after words, he was like, yeah, it was good. You know, <laughs> I, I, it's a heavy topic and stuff. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, you know, the usual teenage. And then like, you know, as we're driving home and we're in the, in an outline, he starts talking about my mom and her death and all that stuff. And it like, I'm like, oh, it cracks something open. Yeah. That's kind of cool yeah. that it was it wasn't a direct tie. It wasn't like he wasn't like, well, this show made me think of this, but there he just was like, it was cool. And then a little while later stuff popped out. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So it's a great show if you have a chance to see it. Cool. I recommend it. He's a comic and he writes for uh, Colbert, I think. Oh wow. That's cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. I think it's been an hour. Oh. I feel like it's Oh, thank God. Maximum Fun, a worker-owned network of artist-owned shows supported directly by you.